Politics can be a dirty business. That's no surprise. And Miami politics, that's a whole nother matter. There's, of course, the mudslinging and dirty tricks. That's pretty standard issue. We also have riots outside election offices, dead voters, invalidated city elections, and more. We'll be sure to cover all those topics and more as time goes on. But I want to focus on one thing today. One act that I think stands out as unique in Miami's political history. Maybe not because it's the most underhanded, or the most impactful, or the most illegal, but because of the sheer brazenness of it. Out in the public eye. We'll take a look at that and more today. This day in Miami history. November 15th, 1983. Election day. The culmination of one of the most contentious elections in the history of Miami punctuated by the backstabbing of Maurice Ferre by Joe Corroyo. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you look at most of the political behaviors in and around the city of Miami and Miami-Dade County, over the last four decades, there's one name that tends to reappear a lot, and that's Joe Corroyo. Corroyo has served in a hodgepodge of political offices. That includes City of Miami Mayor, City of Doral City Manager, and his most recent role as a City of Miami Commissioner, elected in 2017 and re-elected just two weeks ago. In that time, he has fired a city manager and has been fired as a city manager. In that time, he has also offended a large majority of the constituencies across Miami-Dade County. He also racked up a simple battery charge, accused of throwing a teapot at his wife. The charges were dropped in exchange for Corollo attending anger management classes, but the 911 phone call from his daughter, which I will not play here, remains a vivid reminder of the serious allegation made against him. But the topic we're covering today 
involves none of those things. It does involve his time as a commissioner, back in 1983. It was two days after he won re-election to his seat on the Miami City Commission, earning a second term after originally winning the seat in 1979. And the mayor, Maurice Ferre, was in a dogfight. The Puerto Rican-born Ferre was facing off against Cuban-born Xavier Suarez. Ferre was seeking his sixth term as Miami's mayor. But there were real concerns he wouldn't even make it to a runoff against Suarez. He did, qualifying in the general election on November 8, 1983, and guaranteeing his spot for the runoff election against Suarez on November 15th, one week later. You can hear Ferre talking to a WTVJ reporter during the general election night results. So I think we've made some, uh, some progress. Uh, uh, the black community, as usual, uh, and God bless them, they came through. The white Anglo community was a surprise. I think I did much better than last time. The Hispanic community, I must say, was a disappointment, but I think we'll, uh, we'll work hard at that. Uh, it's been an ethnic-type uh, campaign. I'm sorry that Miami's falling into that, but, uh, and Hialeah and so on. But uh, I, I will continue to work for all of the people of Miami, and I will project my campaign this week as a candidate for all the people. You can hear Mayor Ferre allude to the challenges that he expects to face with the Cuban community, highlighting the quote-unquote ethnic issues arising during the campaign. And challenger Xavier Suarez brings some of that up, too, during his post-general election recap. We'll make sure we talk to all the people of Miami. We'll make sure that we hit uh, the areas that we were not strong in. Uh, Obviously, we have to uh, reinforce a little bit Liberty City. Uh, But uh, we're very happy about the Northeast, uh, Flagami, uh, Little Havana, Coral Way, and a lot of areas of the city that uh, we didn't expect to do quite as well as we did. So the stage was set for a one-week melodramatic runoff. Would Ferre be able to consolidate Cuban support? Or would Suarez be able to make inroads with Anglo and Black Miamians? There was one person at the center of this story. Corollo was the would-be kingmaker. If Ferre could get an endorsement from Corollo, it would likely lead to a significant number of Cuban votes from Corollo's district. It would basically eliminate any path to victory Xavier Suarez would have in his effort to become the first Cuban-American mayor of the city. So when a press conference was called by Mayor Ferre on the Thursday before the election at the DuPont Plaza Hotel, the same hotel where the mayor had held his general election celebration slash waiting game the Tuesday before, a press conference featuring him and Commissioner Carollo, it appeared the game was over. Ferre would consolidate all the voters he would need and he would cakewalk to his sixth term. What actually happened was one of the greatest political backstabbings since Julius Caesar on the Ides of March. Comes Tuesday, when I go to the polls to cast my ballot, I cannot vote for my former colleague in the city commission, Maurice Ferrey. And I want to tell you why I cannot vote for Maurice and why I'm asking him here today to stop the type of campaign that is being led by his forces. What I've seen so far is a campaign that's being run completely on demagoguery, completely on racism. And this community is going to blow up if this campaign proceeds in the way that it is going. 
I am pleading with Mayor Farade to lead a campaign based solely on issues and to stop the campaign of hate that is happening. The insinuation by Carollo was powerful. Miami in 1983 was living in the shadow of two race riots. The first, the McDuffie riots of 1980. The second, the Overtown riots of 1982. It's why the idea of this being an ethnic campaign was such a strong accusation from the beginning, an accusation that both the mayor and candidate Suarez attempted to deflect. As you would imagine, the reaction was instant and heated. Remember, the mayor was sitting right next to Carollo as all of this was happening. Uh, There's no question that this is just more political trickery of the kind of, uh, of, of thing that I think is uh, shameful and degrading to the people of Miami. Uh, it's, I'm sorry uh, it's happened. Obviously, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for, for myself. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed for the city of Miami. Corroyo alleged that he was the victim of the dirty trick, that the mayor had backed him into a press conference after originally agreeing to meet with him about commission votes. However, the fact that Carollo was able to produce an audio recording of an advertisement from the mayor's campaign that he objected to at the press conference doesn't necessarily support the idea that this was a total surprise. His endorsement of Suarez later in the day seemed to confirm that there was an ulterior motive. Intentional or not, the decision by Carollo to align with Suarez and throw the mayor under the bus like this seemed to swing the election in one way. But in reality, the reaction by the political class and by people on the street actually had a different effect. Here you can hear Michael Putney, then working for WTVJ, in only his second year on the air in Miami, talking about what he believes the impact will be on runoff election day. Uh, Maurice Ferre sat there stoically. He gritted his teeth. He sat through this. And uh, he handled it rather with dignity and even with some elegance, if I may say so. And in the end, he may be the beneficiary of this attack. That viewpoint seemed to pan out as WTVJ conducted a number of on-the-street interviews and Miamians who might not have supported the mayor before had second thoughts. Well, that's typical of the way Corio has been acting for the last four years. I'm sure he'll keep it up for the next four. If people say they're going to do something and they turn around and do something else, how do you know, how can you be sure they're not going to do that if that person's in office? As a lad, I, I, I don't stand for treachery or backstabbing tactics, and this is what incensed me. To be honest with you, with you, I was really on the fence after what happened to Maurice Ferre, the way he was set up for a sucker punch. I'm going to vote for him. I am vote now for Maurice Ferre because the commissioner is stupid, stupid totalmente. Ouch. Sometimes just a small handful of interviews on the street can't tell the whole picture. But in this case, it largely did. The mayor, who only won by 201 votes on general election night, and lost the endorsement of the third-place finisher, Mike Simonoff, who totaled 6,343 votes, looked like a dead duck. Instead, he received an unbelievable bounce. Ferre nearly received 55% of the vote, defeating Suarez 36,417 votes to 30,056 votes. I'll let Michael Putney break down some of the important changes within the city of Miami from general election day to runoff day. Among mostly Anglo voters in the Brickell, Coconut Grove areas, Ferre gained more ground yesterday than Suarez despite Suarez's receiving the runoff endorsement of third-place finisher Mike Simonhoff. 
In mostly black Liberty City, the mayor got three quarters of the vote a week ago and almost all of it yesterday, increasing his vote totals a whopping 20% in the 12 precinct area. Suarez couldn't even hold on to his 10% share of a week ago. He was hoping to make up for that with Latin votes, but in the area called Little Havana North by election officials, Ferre held on to a 30% share, despite Suarez's concerted efforts at bringing out Cuban votes for a native son. In his victory speech, Ferre attempted to address the ethnic divisions within the city, calling on unity and himself proposing a breakfast with the vanquished Suarez the following day, a breakfast which did actually take place. But he did reserve just a few moments of enmity towards his former commission colleague. I also recognize that some of my vote was a reaction to the treacherous, un-American, and unfair play of backstabbing Commissioner Joe Carollo. Double ouch. If Carollo was truly blindsided by the press conference the week before, then he was made to look like one of the most unfortunate people on the face of the planet. However, if he was trying to torpedo the campaign of Mayor Maurice Ferre, he failed spectacularly. And so ends another chapter here on This Day in Miami History. As always, I thank you so much for listening and for not stabbing me in the back in front of collected media in Miami. If you haven't already done so, please take the time to subscribe and or follow This Day in Miami History on your preferred podcast provider. And if you have already subscribed to This Day in Miami History, please leave us a good feedback. If you're going to leave a bad feedback, just contact me directly. You can reach me on social media at This Day Miami Pod on both Twitter and Facebook. And you can also email me at ThisDayMiamiPod at gmail.com. But if you like the show and you'd like other people to learn more about it, then again, five stars and a little bit of positive feedback is always a good thing. There was a lot of really good feedback over the last two episodes from September and October. Uh, Those episodes focused on the Great Miami Hurricane of 1926 and the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. If you have an idea for an episode that I haven't covered yet, and there is plenty not covered yet, again, contact me through email or social media. I'll be happy to dig into it. We have episodes planned through the end of the year and into 2022. Really looking forward to being able to share all those great Miami stories with all of you. So until then, again, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your support. And I'll see you next time. I've been Matthew Bunch. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.